Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode 37. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Medcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. You know who I am. I'm your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And uh, today, is, it's kind of like a two-parter we did. Uh, last week, We uh, I talked about what to do. Can you ever trust your partner again if they've cheated? And I had also gotten so many questions about cheating over time and from all of you and on Facebook and in my office and sending me emails that I realized I need to make two podcasts about this. Um, And this is, today's podcast is about the do's and don'ts if your partner cheated. So what to do and what not to do if your partner cheated. Uh, And so this is a big one you know, just so that you can really get clear, it's such a hard time if someone cheats, you know, we're so confused, we're overwhelmed with feelings, the betrayal, the anger, the rage, the helplessness, the hopelessness, all all these things are at play. And it can really become difficult to know what's okay to do and what not to do. And what I really want you to focus on is not making the situation worse and not creating something that you can't come back from. So you can think clearly, you can make good, healthy decisions for yourself that you won't regret later. Uh, And that's really what I'm looking to do. So here we go. And so, well, and here's where we're going to start today. (laughs) We're going to start with what constitutes cheating, because I get this question a lot too. uh, And I, I thought this was a good place to talk about it. Now, and let me just say this, there's no one action that defines cheating, right? How can there be? So, I'll, hey, I'll use my own life. So, for example, I'm fine with porn in my relationship. I like porn. I think it's good. I can watch it. He can watch it. We can watch it together. Uh, I, I don't have any issue with that. But, however, some of you listening right now are thinking, are you crazy, Abby? I would not be okay with that. I would not be okay if he was watching porn alone. Like, there's no way. Or if she was watching porn on her own or whatever. Um, so... I've had clients that weren't okay with their partner even fantasizing about her or thinking sexually about other people. They consider that cheating. So, right, following someone's uh, flirty pictures on Instagram or something, all of these things, depending on who you are and what's okay with you in the relationship, can be considered cheating. So, of course, what's correct, right? What's the right answer? Where do you draw the line? And the answer is that you draw the line wherever you both agree to draw the line. Aha. 
cheating can only be defined within each individual relationship, within your relationship. And this is part of the problem. Everyone thinks there's these global uh, definitions of cheating. There aren't. You were raised thinking a certain way. There's things that you have just assumed are true and fact that must be discussed with your partner. And here's the big problem is that I would bet anything that about 99% of you listening, maybe 99.9% of you listening to this have never laid out the groundwork with your partner about what constitutes cheating. I will bet any amount of money on this. I, I've seen it over and over that so few of you have ever sat down with your partner and go, okay, hey, what do you consider cheating? What do I consider? What are our boundaries around that? We, again, just assume. We've heard people's past, maybe. We've heard them talk. We assume. I'm telling you right now, you've assumed a lot of stuff. You've never explicitly said what it is and it's not okay. And, and, and there lies the problem. So m- now most people assume that having sex with another person is a no-no. Okay, can't have sex, that's out. But they never define what else is a yes or a no. And it's these things that often lead to the sex or the cheating in whatever way. So it's a slippery slope of things that aren't said, behaviors not identified that lead people down a path where eventual sex can happen. And again, we're feeling like you were cheated on even if there wasn't sex. So you've got to get clear about it. Now, in the end, as far as I'm concerned, infidelity really comes down to secrets and omissions, to secrets and omissions, and that these turn into events that break trust. Okay. Now secrets are obvious usually, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sexting someone I met on some website and I'm not letting my partner know about it, but it's the omissions that are often the real poison as far as I I can see. And it's the things that you just don't ask or say, they're not, they're not secrets per se. You're not actively doing something that you're hiding, but you aren't saying them because you don't want to hear the answer. So, you know, so maybe you've been, uh, I don't know, having a smoke break every day with Susie from accounting, who's really cute and adorable, and you kind of like flirt with her a little bit and as you're chatting, and uh, you don't want your partner to know. And, or, and again, you're not thinking it's an active secret. I shouldn't say that you don't want your partner to know. You, you're not thinking of it as an active secret, but you also haven't divulged it. You haven't really talked about it with your partner uh, because you just can kind of omit it. Nothing bad has happened. There's no real anything. You're not hiding it per se. You're just not mentioning it. See what I'm talking about? It's those omissions that I think end up being uh, a bigger problem. So one of the things... <laughs> uh, and, and again, I think a lot of times you're not saying them because you just don't want to hear what the answer is. You don't want to mention Susie because you don't want to hear that you can't have that cigarette with her every day anymore. And you're thinking to yourself, it's innocent. I'm not doing anything. So what he or she doesn't know can't hurt them. Uh, and we sort of go down that road. And again, that becomes a weird thing. So one of the things that needs to happen, whether there's been cheating or not, is a very specific and frank discussion about what constitutes cheating to you. Um and I'll actually, I'll, I'll share one thing with you about my personal life. Uh, so I mentioned the porn earlier, right? But there was actually, uh, my partner and I had another thing that came up very early in our relationship and, uh, which was really, again, things can sneak up on you too. So I'd gone to lunch with a male colleague, a, a guy I've known for years and, um, you know, friendly with, see, 
say hi to occasionally, but we had had lunch because I had some, uh, we really wanted to, I was actually helping him do some marketing stuff for his business. And we, you know, discussed business, we caught up, you know, he did ask about my relationship, I asked about his, you know, we did that, but we didn't get all up in anything. There was certainly no flirting or anything like that. We are very much not like that together. Uh, so no big deal, right? You know, it was, it was literally a business lunch. It really was. Um, and the majority of the time was spent talking about his marketing stuff. But so Gary, my man asked me that evening, yeah, how, how's your day? How's your day? What'd you do today? And you know, I was telling him stuff I did and I did, I mentioned lunch. Why wouldn't I have, it was no big deal. I said, oh yeah. And I had lunch with so-and-so and I got to tell you, he did not like it. <laughs> he wasn't like furious or anything or freaking out. He just didn't like it. And so he made a request and he said that, you know, moving forward, I let him know anytime I was having lunch alone with a man. Like it wasn't that I couldn't, you know, it wasn't like he was saying, you can't do that anymore. He was saying, I just want to know. I'd, I'd like to know. I, I don't want that to be a surprise. And I got to tell you, this is not something I ever, ever would have thought about for some reason. And I don't know why, because it actually <laughs> made me put myself in his shoes. And I thought, well, how would I feel if he was having lunch alone with some woman? And I realized, I was like, oh, I, I, I'm not a jealous person at all. And I trust him so completely. But I realized I probably wouldn't love it. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd want to know, just like he wanted to know. So there's a good one. Was I, I, I didn't omit, actually, because I told him, because I didn't realize, you know. But I think those kinds of things can come up. So let's say, though, that... Um, I had lunch another time with somebody, some male, and I didn't tell him, you know, because I forgot maybe or something and then realized later and didn't then didn't want to tell him because I thought he'd get mad about it because I forgot to tell him or something that would then be omitting or even to me just lying. Um, and so and no, I haven't done that. But <laughs> I'm just thinking of things I've, you know, that could happen. And so you have to be really explicit with this stuff. You really have to put it out there. You need to discuss every area. Again, uh, this one came up recently. I had a guy who was following people on Instagram, This two women with like sexy photos. He was following them. He wasn't even liking uh, the pictures or anything, but he had them in his feed. Uh, I have someone else and she's in sales and she flirts a bit in her sales job, she, you know, and her husband normally doesn't see that, but started to, uh, when he was at this kind of convent convention she was at and was suddenly going, Oh, I don't, I don't like this. She's flirting. And then realized, Oh, she does that all the time at her job. And that became a thing. Uh, you know, what about, what if you're sharing troubles in your relationship with a trusted friend of the opposite sex? What if you, you know, have this good friend, you've been friends for years, and you're starting to share things that, uh, you know, are going on in the relationship. Is that okay? So speaking about these things with your partner, this whole history or, or all these boundaries around, you know, what you, what is okay and not okay, and what you feel comfortable with and don't is such a great way to build connection and understanding and trust, the all important trust. So, so that's one piece. But then we're going to get on to the thing I promised in this broadcast, which is the do's and don'ts. So, uh, you know, discussing everything you need to feel safe, that's great. And that's one thing. But then there's these do's and don'ts that need to be addressed simultaneously. So let's talk about those. 
Uh, number one, and these aren't in necessarily, I'm gonna give you about 10 of these, um, do's and don'ts. And the first thing is finding out information about any cheating or the affair or whatever happened. Don't assume, you don't want to assume that certain things happened. Um, it's easy to read into things. It's easy to, it's also easy to assume that things didn't happen that maybe did. So either way, it's important to get information. But <laughs> I want you to stay out of the nitty gritty. It, focusing on those details, that the, it's that focusing that will cause you to put your energy into the wrong things. So you end up, well, what happened then? And what did she say? And then what? And then where were you then? And then you left here and you went where? You, when you, and, or God knows anything about the sexual acts, you know, and did she give you a blowjob? And did he go down on you? And did, you know, I, these are not, <laughs> these are not things you need to know. This, this level of the nitty gritty and the detail is a, is going to be a spiraling thing. And people have a really hard time with this when I talk to them about it. I got lots of people that I end up, you know, interfacing with who've had cheating in the relationship and they want to know everything. And I ask them why? Well, why do you need to know all these little tiny pieces? I just do. And it's the only way I can feel like I can know and then I can trust. And it's not true. <laughs> it's you, you want to know because you're scared. Your fear brain is telling you, I need every little bit of information and that's how it'll never happen again somehow. That's what it's saying. And knowing all the information will not stop it from happening again. It will not. And knowing all the information and having, again, all these little pieces in your brain will actually help you create pictures in your brain, which is not what you want. Those visuals, those images are very strong, very powerful, and you're going to create more and more of them and they're going to get more and more embedded and they will never go away. And they become much harder to move past when you have these vivid, vivid movies and, and stills in your head about your person and some other, you know, and who they're having an affair with. So this also goes with don't do any internet stalking if you can help it. <laughs> uh, I have to say, you know, back in the day, it was a lot easier. We didn't have all the social media and everything else because you could kind of you know, you could, you could leave something and never, you know, I could break up with a guy and never see him again, right? Back in the day. I could literally break, date someone for a while, break up with them and never see them again, never be reintroduced to the hurt, never have the opportunity to, to find out more and who's he dating now and what's happening. And it would be, and it was much better that way. I have to tell you that. It's really a problem now because people get this information and it's compelling. It is very, very difficult not to go spend time chasing down, stalking this woman or man. And it's of no good to you at all. I don't know what else to say. It's of no use to you. It it will only help entrench all this negativity, all this bad stuff. You've got to work on moving forward, not work on moving backwards. And that's just moving backwards. That's keeping you in the past. So uh, th those are some, I don't know how many don'ts that was. That was probably a few, but anyway. <laughs> uh, next is I want you to have conversations, but no screaming matches if possible. If, if you can't you help yourself and you do yell and scream, then Try to then have a conversation where your partner talks too. You need to hear them speak. It's not, you, you do, you got to have a conversation about this. Um, 
so allow them space to talk to you, allow them space to say how they feel or what's going on. Um, don't just make it your side and, you know, yelling and screaming at them. It's, I mean, find a vent to a degree, but at some point a conversation needs to happen. And, uh, and this will bring us to the next thing, which is, you know, I don't want you to speak for hours and hours about whatever it is, you know, happened or how long or whatever. I have couples who will come in and say, oh, we were up for four hours last night talking about this, or we spent three hours on Sunday on this or whatever. And I think, oh my God, I've never once had a couple come in and said, we spent four hours or we were up all night talking about this and tell me that it resolved it or that they feel so much better now. I really haven't. I've had people say, maybe in a moment they felt a little better, but not overall. They don't, it, it's exhausting. People say things they don't want to say. It's like, that's why interrogations go on so long. And it becomes an interrogation of sorts. And it's really not healthy for the either of you. So, you know, if you can't resolve things, you know, if you can't get to that understanding between the two of you, you've got to seek out a good therapist. I always say, get thee to a good therapist. Um, it's... If you if you feel like you're just so angry about the cheating, you know, if, if and you just want to scream at your partner all the time, you need to scream at a therapist. You need to go to a therapist, get that out there. Now, don't scream at us, but you know what I mean. It, it's something you have to really address in the feelings of helplessness and rage and overwhelm and betrayal. You've got to have a place to do that. And Actually, your partner at the moment isn't a good place because that's not who you trust. In that moment, this is not where all your trust is. And this is not a good place for the venting um, and certainly not really for the problem solving. So you want to be with someone who you can trust, you know, who you can problem solve with. And a therapist is really a great way to do it. You do not have to go forever to therapy. You can sign on for a few sessions. You know, don't let anybody tell you you should be in therapy forever because someone cheated. Um, but I really want you to think about those, you know, conversations going on and on and on with the yelling and the screaming. They just don't help either of you. Okay. So, and this relates to the next piece about letting your partner talk, my, uh, letting them talk. My other do is to listen to what your partner says. This is how you'll know if you can trust them again moving forward or if things can change or not or whatever, but you got to listen to what they say. So are they remorseful? Are they angry? Are they indifferent? Are they defensive? How your partner reacts will tell you a lot about how to move forward. It really will give you lots of information. So if you don't allow them to talk, you're not going to find out what you need to find out. So, you know, really hearing them. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A new year is full of surprises. 
But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Asking how they feel about it. How do they feel now? Um, you know, what do they wish they'd done differently or not? If, if you see any or hear any blaming, you know, of you, well, you know, we haven't had sex in so long. I don't know what you expected me to do. Um, you know, any, or even anything subtle, like, uh, well, just sometimes the nagging at home gets to be so much. And I was speaking to this person at work and they make me feel good. And, you know, anything like that, that is in any even subtle way, blaming you for their choice to have sex with someone else or cheat in some other way uh, is unacceptable, <laughs> unacceptable. So you really need to listen for that because it'll really tell you whether or not moving forward, things can be different. And if the blame is there, it's not good. And again, a therapist likely needs to be involved at that point. Um, so it's it's really important. So again, I, and I guess that's actually an, a don't, is don't allow yourself to be blamed so don't allow yourself to be blamed. But I, I do need you, the do, is to take responsibility for your relationship being in the place it's in that this cheating happened. So you really do have to take responsibility and look at your relationship and go, okay, what part do I have in this? Not blame, but what responsibility do I have? Have I not been paying attention to my partner or to the relationship, not to the partner, but like to the relationship, you know, have we just been growing apart and I haven't addressed it? Uh, has my partner been asking for time with me or other things and I've been ignoring him or her? Uh, again, it doesn't mean it's your fault that they made that choice. It does mean that there's, because if you're going to change things, those are the things that have to be changed. You got to take responsibility and go, yeah, I was ignoring some stuff and things got really bad. So, or I was doing something that wasn't okay and, and things got bad. So taking responsibility, super important, but again, not allowing yourself to be blamed. Okay. Um, the next thing, the next do <laughs> or thing I want you to look at is, is your partner willing to do anything different now? So it's because it's not just about saying you're sorry and moving on. You got to identify what you do need to do is identify what created the space that this happened. What is going on in your relationship? Really, are either of you happy? Like if you really had to step back from your relationship, would you say that you were happy? You, you know, are you happy? Were you happy before this happened? Uh, and if you were and you're and you if you step back and go, I, I was really happy, I would really ask you, well, then what were you missing? Like, 
because your partner wasn't, or they wouldn't have done this. Or there was, I'm not saying they were completely miserable in the relationship, but there were some things that were off for sure. So what is it you need to ask yourself, again, without blame, but you need to ask yourself, why was I so happy and my partner wasn't? What, what does that mean in the relationship? And how do we change that? If we're going to stay together, how do we change that moving forward so that I can know if my partner's not happy <laughs> and I can see what's important to me versus what's important to them and, and how do we reconcile these things? Super, super important. So it's really about finding out what's underneath the uh, cheating or the affair or whatever happened. Um, and I, I do want to say quickly here, people ask me a lot, well, what's the difference between cheating and an affair? Um, and what I always say is that cheating to me uh, is when there's no emotional connection involved. And an affair has a longer term emotional and time connection involved. So, but it's really about these emotions. So, uh, and that's probably the more difficult thing when people really feel like they, you know, there's love or some other deep uh, connecting emotions uh, besides sex or besides flirting or besides something else, then then that's something else. Um, so that's sort of how I differentiate those. You might have a different way, but when people ask me, that's what I say. Okay. So uh, getting back to our do's and don'ts list. So my other big don't is don't speak to 20 different people about the affair or the cheating. Pick one or two trusted folks. Hopefully one is a therapist, by the way. And otherwise, what happens is you get 20 different responses and it'll get very confusing to know what to do next. And people will really get in there and make all kinds of, you know, uh, tell you all kinds of things about what you shouldn't, shouldn't do and blah, blah, blah. And it'll make your head spin. And what can also happen is if you ask, let's say, 20 people and let's say 15 of them say, leave her or him. And the other five say, no, 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 stay. But if the other five are really healthy together people and those 15 were really screwed up people, right, it can seem like, oh, I should leave because 15 versus five said, but really consider the source. So it's that too. I don't think most people have 20 healthy people to talk to, frankly, or people who really you can trust and who really know you and know your relationship. So pick one or two and call it done. And use those people as your sounding board and really key. It's also, you know, it really is a, a private matter. And I say this about everything in a relationship, not just cheating, but any issues you have or, you know, problems. I don't ever want you speaking to 20 different people about it. Your relationship is a sacred thing. It's a, it's a private thing. And so, yeah, having a couple people that you share with or that you ask questions to, some trusted confidants, that's great. But again, having 20 different opinions in on your relationship is not keeping it special uh, and something I'd, I'd always want you to look at. So another don't is don't uh, get confused by asking too many people. Uh, my next one is another don't. Uh, don't make any long-term decisions for at least 30 days. So if cheating has happened, you know, don't make any long-term decisions for 30 days. It doesn't mean you can't walk out of the house. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you're not going to sell the house and buy a new one in the next 30 days. You know, don't, don't make the, don't put those kinds of things into motion. Um, you know, don't necessarily serve divorce papers within 30 days, you know, that kind of thing. Give yourself a few weeks to get help 
to talk to, again, one or two trusted confidants to allow your mind to stop spinning before you make, again, long-term decisions, okay, or decisions that are going to have a long-term impact, I guess is how I should say that better. So uh, really slow the roll, slow down for a moment. Don't stop. It's important to keep moving forward and figure out what you want to do next, but but don't, there's no rush. Um, and related to this really is don't, don't cause more damage. You know, I hear people say, well, I just want to make him hurt as much as he hurt me or Oh, well, she just gave me a free pass to cheat myself, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Those causing more damage is not going to help the relationship at all. It's not going to make you feel better. And people say to me all the time, yes, it will. I'll feel so much better if I cheat. No, you won't. No, you won't. I've had people do it and they always report back. No, they don't. You're kidding yourself if you think it will. Because doing anything that's out of anger or hurt, not to mention the person you're cheating with, you know, they have feelings too, I think. Uh, So, so you know, that you're planning to like get back at the person with, uh, that's not really nice. And, you know, if you're in a relationship, no matter what, trying to make them hurt, like you hurt that kind of thing, there's nothing good that can come of that. There really isn't. Uh, and you guys were probably already in a pretty bad place that the cheating happened. So again, compounding it, if, if, you know, if that's what you're feeling, like you want to make them hurt, uh, compounding it is not a good answer. So again, once again, I say, get thee to a therapist. It's, uh, you know, get somewhere that you deal with this, go to the gym, work out hard, do something to discharge some of the stress hormone and some of this anger you're feeling because, uh, doing more damage is not going to be helpful. Absolutely. Uh, in the long run. Um, and then, okay. So I'm on a, I got to wrap up these do's and don'ts because I could go on forever, couldn't I? So let me do a final one. So I will say this, unless you or your children are in danger, so physical or extreme emotional duress, something like that, if there's some kind of real danger, unless that's happening, don't let anyone tell you what to do, okay? So if whoever, whomever you trust to speak to makes any suggestions, such as uh, leave her, uh, forget it ever happened, you know, move on from him, those kind of things, then I really want you to stop those talks. You, you want someone to ask you questions so you can decide with your own mind what's right for you to do. And if they don't do it, you need to ask yourself the questions really. But do you see where I'm going here? And once again, this is that great reason not to speak to 20 different people, but it's also even the one or two that you choose to really trust, make sure that that's kind of how you know that they're trustworthy is if they ask you questions, they don't make the decision for you. Um, Because then it's just their idea of what's supposed to happen. It's not yours. And I'll also tell you that people have a lot of very clear ideas um, when they're not in something, but when they're in it, their tune often changes. So, and I will tell you, I've seen this over and over, people who said, well, that's if he ever cheated on me or if she ever cheated, that would be it. I'd be out. I'm, that's like a no, no, that's a hard, hard line. And I, I, those same people later got cheated on and did not leave. So because it's very nice and easy to say what you would do if it was you. It's sort of like (laughs) when I have, um, people who don't have kids, you know, give me parenting advice. I'm like, yeah. Uh, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, that's nice. And that's a, you know, and that could be true. It, It could be what they're saying, but 
if they're telling me what to do, it's really, they don't know because they're not in my shoes. So your situation is your situation and it has its own unique uh, pieces that come together and you don't need any shame or blame you know, for staying or going. Some people say you can't go no matter what. You have children, you have to stay, you made a commitment, you know, whatever it is. Uh, unless, again, you are in physical or extreme emotional danger, there is then, of course, I've had that and, and I've said, you got to get out of that house, you know, physically out of that house. That's different. Um, but otherwise, I really want you with someone who's asking you questions about what's happening, you know, and, and, for yourself, ask yourself, what am I really feeling right now? Uh, what am I most afraid of right now? What, what do I think this thing, whatever it is, means? These are the things I really want you checking in with yourself about uh, and asking yourself. So there you go. This is my uh, big do's and don'ts for what to do if your partner cheats. Uh, as always, I hope you will uh, check out my website for if you haven't been there yet. For there's so many free resources and uh, great things going on there. There's a free communication toolkit for couples you might want to check out if you're looking to communicate better. It's free, of course. And uh, there's always my book, Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. You can get that on Amazon. We'll link to that in the show notes. And that is it for now. I hope. I know this topic is really difficult and if you've been listening and dealing with a cheating partner, it's, uh, it's uh, oh so much to go on. So I want you to really be kind to yourself, uh, thoughtful about taking care of yourself and make sure that again, your decisions are your own. All right, guys, I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.